Y'all ready to be history? It's started. Welcome. Hi. 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 Hello, everyone. To the Pro Audio Suite. These guys are professional. They're motivated. Thanks to Tribooth, the best vocal booth for home or on-the-road voice recording. And Austrian Audio, making passion heard. Introducing Robert Marshall from Source Elements and Someone Audio Post, Chicago. Darren Robert Robertson from Voodoo Radio Imaging, Sydney. Tech to the VO Stars, George the Tech Whitam from LA. And me, Andrew Peters, voiceover talent and home studio guy. Line up, Here we go. Welcome to another Pro Audio Suite. Thanks to Austrian Audio, making passion heard, and Tribooth. Don't forget the code, PAP200, to get $200 off your purchase. Um, now, this is an interesting topic, and it's been uh, quite topical, in fact. A lot of the sessions I've been doing of late have been via Zoom, where I'm capturing the audio at this end. But the issue I keep having, and it's a potential minefield for the client at the other end, is they can't hear properly, and I can't hear them properly. So constantly I'm getting feedback saying, did, did you miss a word on the second line or you didn't have the T on the whatever it was, you know, because they, they can't actually hear it properly, mm-hmm. which is really irritating. And also potentially I could be clipping like nuts on the DAW I'm using and they wouldn't know. No. Correct. So, because they're not hearing the recording, they're hearing just the microphone input. Correct. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Correct. But you well, sort of uh, yeah. had a workaround, didn't you, Robbo? Well, it's not a workaround. It's uh, another piece of genius, <laughs> can I just say? Um, I had an issue or a couple of issues in a few sessions with Sarchis and Sarchis, who I do some work for here from my home studio and also in at their place um, because they're very big on not having clients in the building. They're very big on letting clients stay in their place while we do voice sessions. So, on the occasion where the creative wants to be in the same room, I'll go in there and on other occasions they're happy for me to do it from here. But either way, on Zoom we were having issues where clients would want video playback and, of course, you know, while they could see and hear it, it was you know, it was always, oh, it's not in sync, what's going on? It's like, So then you'd have to stop and try and explain, well, you know, it's not going to be in sync, I can't give it to you in sync, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, long story short, I took the plunge and downloaded the demo version of Source Live from the Source Elements website. And uh, I installed it. I had a play with it and fell in love with it. And I rang James, who's the head of production at Prodigious, which is Saatchi's production company. And I said, you need to check this out. Have you got 10 minutes this afternoon? And he went, yes, I do. So we jumped on Source Live and got two creatives who had nothing to do to jump online and basically did a fake session and they fell in love with it. And now every time they book me, I get asked, can we please use Source Connect? (laughs) 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 Which of course is- The checks in the mail, rather. Which of course is is what they call Source Live. It's just Source Connect to them. So anyway, but um, so yes, so uh, it, it is- awesome. It does everything it says it would. I'm not saying this just because Robert's on the podcast. I would have downloaded and used this anyway, because it is just, it's changed not only my life, it's changed their life as well. They're not getting half the grief from clients. Things are getting approved much faster. Sessions are taking less time. It's a win-win all around. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't use it because it's not needed in the context of what I do, but mm. is it is it very... Like in terms of getting it to work with video playback and 
everything is it is it much easier to set up from the production side yeah absolutely even even the like i i find zoom very convoluted because you got to create the meeting and all that sort of stuff whereas this is to share right. the link and everyone's there yeah right, it's right. And, but it's still secure because you have basically your room is your room and your room is always there mm. and use it or don't use it present or not. But if you want to control access to it, there's a pass key in the same way that Source Live, Source Connect Now is a pass key. So this client, this pass key, that client, that pass key, you want to work back with the other clients at the pass key back. So you don't have to like, it's not like, oh, this pass key has been used again, use a different one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so is the kinda, room the studio's room or is the room the client's room? The it's room is the room. account holder's room. Yeah, so the room right, is gotcha. my room mm-hmm. and I can invite whoever I want. And so I just changed the password yeah, for sessions, yeah, past key. Password. Right, gotcha. So, um, so no one else so, can log so, in so by So to be clear to everyone, there's a password for your account and then there's a pass key for guests to join into your, your room. The biggest win from my side of things as a studio is that everyone can see things in sync. And that just saved because then they can go, oh, yeah, look, that line there, I'd really like it to end a couple of frames before the change of shot and all that sort of stuff. They can see that. They can make those decisions there and then rather than coming back and getting it into the edit and then coming back to me going, can we squish that? Can we take it, you know? I've been a fly on the wall for um, a few major studios, ADR sessions um, early in the pandemic when they were trying to figure out exactly what they're going to do. And um, more than once, just listening to this go down and all the creatives are trying to watch on Zoom. And, you know, we we were facilitating the connection through Source Connect at the time. And this was when we had Source Live, the original version, because this whole concept is something that's been out since 2014. But the original version of Source Live had a lot of latency. So we're trying to solve that. They were trying to force the use of Zoom. And you would hear the creatives just go like, well, it, it sounds good. Um, Joe, like it's in sync, right? You, you feel good about that one? Okay. Well, yeah, we'll just roll with it. Okay. Thanks. And that they were just sort of like, I trust you because as you can imagine, zoom does not have a consistent frame rate with its video. It, it's kind of, um, it's, you know, again, the same thing. It's, it's goals are different. It's trying to put together a meeting and facilitate communications it's not as much about the fidelity of what's being transmitted as much as the just content so that did you get it or not? Did you hear it? But how good is it? Um, that's not Zoom's mission, essentially. So Source Live's, you know, as you know, it's got a separate encoding application, which is able to pick up the video and the audio. And we're relaying the the data so that you can have as many people as you need watching it. But you don't have to have that much upload to be able to send it to all those people. You can send it once to our s- server system, and then our server system does the distribution, the relays, literally, of, of that. Is your server system then, is that dealing with the sync there, or is it dealing with the sync here before it leaves? The, the sync is dealt with in the way that it's captured and also in the way that the stream is prioritized essentially. So it's not like, oh, there's a problem with the video. Just fuck it and hold this frame for 10 seconds and keep the audio going. And when I line back up, I'm not sure where I am, but we'll kind of get it close because now we have the data rate for the video and 
Um, by going through the servers, you're able to achieve a much more consistent frame rate. And there's other little things built into it too. For example, if one of your viewers does have a poor download, there's the ability for them to select a buffer, mm. increase their buffer, which might increase the delay on that signal, but it should smooth out the transmission to them if necessary. It's very so, cool. So yeah, it's it's an thank you. Yeah. It, did we um did we use that on that session with Somerset, Robert? Yes, that's what I was on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes so, sense. So so Mike Mike was RTS using remote timeline with Somerset, controlling her picture. She would go into play first through Mike's control. So Mike would control the position and when her picture went into play. So then once once it went into play, she read along with it. Her voice got back to Mike, and when it got back to Mike, Mike's Pro Tools system rolled in sync with her playback. So now Mike is recording it in sync, and he's seeing it in sync because he's got Pro Tools video. And then he took the Pro Tools video and he broadcasted it to me and everybody else over Source Live to be able to then talk back to him. And he, through his routing through Source Nexus, sent my voice back to Somerset and whatever direction was given. That's the whole yeah, thing. Just for anyone that hasn't seen it, yeah, anyone who hasn't seen the video, check it out on the Source uh, Source Elements website. Just scroll down the homepage at the bottom and you'll see the whole um, session, which is the orchestra in Vienna and everything else. But it was amazing because Mike, uh, he was sitting in his studio in London. You were in your studio in Chicago and we were down here in my studio with Somerset. So it, it, was, it, was, pretty, it was very cool. Pretty amazing, yeah. really. So the talkback is happening within the Source Live utility. So Source Live has two parts to it, basically. There's a review stream, which there's an application you download and, and launch and install or whatever, and you basically send the video out of your DAW to it. You can capture it through the window, through a separate screen, or through a separate input. Um, so the, the video is captured, and then you can send the audio to it using typically Nexus, so directly from the workstation. And then that is broadcast to everybody who watches it using a basically a Google web page, a Chrome web page that they go to, which is where they log in. And when they join, it says, would you like to join the chat? So every now and then you might get some party that says, oh, I need really high quality streaming, but everyone is like just not sophisticated enough to know how to switch the chat over to something else. So we'll all talk on Zoom, but we'll use this as a stream. And that's kind of getting halfway there, has some benefits. And you now have a stable stream. Unfortunately, the echo cancellation doesn't work as well because Zoom isn't aware of the stream in the same way. So there's some, it's not as beautiful as it could be in a sense, but you can do a hybrid or when you log in, If so if you log in to the stream and you first say, don't join the chat, then you just have the stream, but no chat. If you say join the chat, there's basically like a Zoom style meeting room built into it. So everyone can see each other, voice, video, text, chat. There's push to talk buttons so that ideally people are keeping their mics closed during playbacks because that way yeah. someone's dog or my That's protocol. chair I mean, doesn't get yeah. into the <laughs> recording um, or not recording, but the playback. Um, right. You know, and then the advantage of using Source Connect for the talent side is that their recording is completely isolated. So there's no, yeah. all right, everyone be quiet. We're going to record a take. Like, all mute your so microphones. Like, the yeah. latency of the playback is, you know, what, a, a, a couple of seconds at the most? But it's the always latency in the, sync. Of, the, of the video playback. Audio and video is always dead, dead locked, but the latency between 
playback and when the viewer sees it is however long it takes to get there or via the internet. Yeah, it's about typically around the range of about 300 milliseconds, 500 milliseconds, in the same oh, range yeah. as Source Connect. This was the it's big fast. difference. The, this version is called Source Live LL or low latency is the official yeah. name of it. In 2014, I was trying to do this with Source Live and we made Source Live video. And it was pretty much the first whack at this type of workflow in 20, it came out in 2014. It was a four person video chat room with a very high quality in sync broadcast. But when you hit play on Pro Tools, everyone was seeing it five easily, usually like maybe seven seconds later. Wow. And it just kind of slowed down the flow of the session. So even though it was like a nice idea, the tech wasn't there and it didn't take off. And we, I don't know, around maybe 2018, some new tech arrives, but we're busy. The product didn't first take off. There didn't seem to be a lot of adoption on people wanting to work that way. Um, so we kind of sat on, oh, look at that new tech. Maybe if we had known that now, that stuff didn't, wasn't available then, right. we would have built it differently. Um, and then um, 2019 hits. And there's some, there's some other services that do a similar approach to the, to the new abilities that, that were um, you know, put into Chrome. And um, we, at the beginning of the pandemic, scrambled, and we basically redid Source Live LL in the first six months because it just became immediately obvious. And and we pretty much got it done in time to make that video that Summer set. Like, that that was probably the first, amongst the first, like, uses. Because it was, like, oh, hot okay. off the press. Like, like when did we do that, Andrew? Like, six months into the pandemic? Yeah, probably maybe even less. I'm trying to remember exactly when, when it was. But uh, I, I know when, when we were doing that session, because I, I was sitting in here obviously helping, um, but I, I was sort of watching the laptop that she had in the booth with her. I'm thinking, holy shit, this is unbelievable. Because this was always the reason why studios hated home studios. Commercial studios, when you're working to pictures, they want you in there. And it was always like, no, you need to come in because we're working to pictures. Two things I always find really weird about that. One is, if I'm working to pictures, I'm not staring at the screen. I'm actually taking audio cues. So I'll watch it once, work out what the audio cue is, and then I work to the audio cues as opposed to looking at time code. Maybe that's just me. But the other thing is, if I'm taking audio cues and not looking at the pictures, send send me an MP4 and I'll just watch it before we start and mark up the script and then we can get a directed session down the line. It's it's more than that, though. Because sometimes it's just like, you know, you're whatever, looking at the script, but at least... This way, I can play back to you, and you can see where it is, and you can see what adjustments necessary. And I'm just like, hey, right there, you see how that price flies up a few few frames after you mention it. Can you can you wait a little bit? Put an extra pause there, um, and and so the feedback process is also improved, where you can just like see how it falls against picture. I mean, I think a really good example is I had Jeff Bridges in back in the day for a, a ADR session, and. He walks in and chit-chats with the remote side. And and I had to actually do playback at the time because just the way the tech was. But, you know, he's like, can I see playback? And he looks at it once, looks at it twice, like does one shot, says, give me again, and does it again. And he's like, he freaking just did it in sync. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah. there was no editing necessary. Yeah. He just performed it. Some people it, are freaks like, like that, aren't they? 
yeah. perfectly. I'll take that one step further. One thing, another thing that I found it really handy for, and I've only done this once so far, but it was just yesterday actually that I did it, was um, I was doing a, uh, I was doing, it's just a little 15 second spot for Dettol, which I'm sure you have over there, like an anti, antibacterial thing. And it was just a music bed and a few simple sound effects and a voiceover. But the creatives couldn't decide whether they wanted sound effects loud or soft or whatever. And, and, and I'd done a million mixes sitting here by myself. So finally I said, listen, do this. Here's a link. Jump onto Source Live. And we did the mix over Source Live. So they could actually, they basically sat in on the mix session yeah. as if they were at the back of the room going, yeah, pull that sound effect down, take that one out, blah, 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 move this one back, blah, blah. yep, great, done. And it was just bang, done. So yeah. it's yeah. so good for that even, you know, just for that side that, of things. That's, that's what I use it for all the time. Um, and then I, I do a lot of voice record sessions with it. So essentially the, the way I do the voice record, it has a separate broadcast input than chat input. So as an engineer, when you join it, you can send your talkback microphone to the chat. You can get your chat audio back and send that to Source Connect and everything else. But your broadcast is isolated. It's just your mix. I always put the voice talent into the broadcast. Yeah. And so, but a really fun use of it is then you say to the talent, hey, go join this room. Don't join the chat, only join the room. And when you join the room, mute the audio. Because now I can send sort of in sync video to the talent, not using RTL like we did with Somerset, which was just like right on sync. But you can get like within two, 300 milliseconds sync. And it's a great way just to keep the voice talent engaged and aware of in the where things are falling against the playback. And yeah. they have That's their nice. own input, you know? So walk me through that again. Thing. So walk me through that again. Invite the, invite the talent to the sesh to the and, source live session but don't join the yep. chat and then mute and mute, the mute what's coming back you to can, them right there's a mute button for yep, the audio that's right the, yep. the playback yep and, so and they're now, not listening to the discussion getting, except right, for what and, and i essentially send them. it's it's in sync kind of yeah. by luck by yeah. because what's happening is source live takes whatever it's doing it as quick as it can do it getting the audio to the talent and same with source connect. It's trying to get the, or sorry, source live is getting the video to the talent as quick as it can. Source connect is getting the audio to the talent as quick as it can. And they just, they're taking the same path. It's the same IP addresses to and from, or, and they generally arrive pretty darn in sync, actually. Close enough Um, for, close enough for the talent to be engaged and to know when things are like, you're you're not going to do ADR that way, but, reading to picture, getting price points and pacing and things like that. It just yeah, works really absolutely. well. So I might've missed this part, but how do you ensure that the voiceover track that's being recorded via Source Connect and done in sync, not wild, lines up with the playback when the Pro Tools, you know, when the engineer hits play to play back? Is that, well, is I, that I get that's going to be out of sync? I get it late. And the, and right. the, all the other, late. yeah, all mm. the other people get it late as mm. well. So exactly. how do you, you have to slide it or slip it? I have to slip it after the playback. Do they call right? it slip or nudge? Nudge, move. Slip, move, slide. And is lift. it always the same amount? So you just go nudge, type in a value and boom? Yeah, you can. In fact, what I've done before sometimes is you just figure it out and you keep a region hanging around and then you paste the region and then you, you can use like slip or, or shuffle and d- delete the region. And it'll uh, it'll just knock your track right into place is oh, like okay. one one way you can do that kind of thing, but um, 
it's close enough that the creatives are still seeing it in relative sync enough to to know like get the session going. Oh, need to read it quicker. Can you get to this part a little bit faster? Okay. Like the big nice. things become obvious. It, it's not until approval, like the very end, where you really get it synced. Right. I, I will nudge it back and like like if so basically during the record the creatives see it and they'll if it's way off it'll be completely obvious. If it's off within two hundred milliseconds, like they're kind of aware of that. So 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 no one's complaining about two hundred milliseconds at, at right. that stage unless it's ADR again. ADR is a different case because yeah, it's ADR like is different. Yeah. Right on. So this is just kind of what I would call ghetto sync. Um <laughs> and it's, it's like yeah. good enough. But Rough it's sync. classy ghetto sync though. That's the thing. <laughs> Yes, that's right. right. Classy ghetto sync. Yeah. So, so they they, they Clean hear it kind of sync. Yeah, the the creatives hear it out of sync during the during the live pass of the talent, but they get it in whatever rough. But sync. since it's voiceover, you're not matching a lip. No, exactly. That's right. With right. Exactly. So it works. Vowel. It's it's it works just, for yeah. all of these. It works for all these use cases of just like general yeah. reading to picture, getting pacing down. Right. Does the voiceover say save over the save now super? Yes, it does. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And so when when I was saying that the voiceover gets it in sync, that's during a playback. During a playback, everyone gets it in sync, including the voiceover, even though technically the video and the audio are going over different channels. Right. During it the record. Coincidentally, they line up pretty It seems darn to close. be okay. Like, yeah. stumbled upon that one. We do that all um, the time. We, we send yeah. audio via one channel, video over another channel yeah, on the regular for different purposes. And, and, and they, you're, they you're kinda, usually lucky. Yeah, exactly. You're right. usually lucky. <laughs> so, but during the live read, it's good enough to evaluate that. And then usually people are, if they're going to make any comments, they might want to play back. And so I just pop it back into place for the playback. And now it is in sync um, if there is a playback. But it reduces the number of playbacks and speeds the session up because mm-hmm. everyone's kind of either getting an idea quickly of what's going on or they are literally seeing it perfectly in sync so they're not like play it again mm. do I have to trust you can you download can you make a quick time and send right. it to me so I can that's yeah, the, yeah. that's yeah, the fucking exactly. one that just makes the whole session just go boom and then they're complaining yeah, about does. why did the session take two hours instead of one it's like well because I had to take quick times and then send them to everybody and then sit and wait for them to look at them and blah blah right. blah blah it's, blah it's the pin the tail and the donkey mixing it eliminates that right yeah, yeah. absolutely uh, that's a good way to put it yeah, I mean, I, I tell people all the time why I use Source Connect because of workflow. It's, yeah, totally. You know, actors have to understand that this tool is used because it you are just part of a big machine. You know, it's it not saves even everybody a time. It saves yeah, time. And, it, every, and there's a, the more time, the more people on that session just multiply everybody's salaries. Yeah. Yeah, or, exactly. Or, exactly. or in the case of a voice talent, you know, you got them for an hour. It's a union thing. So you got them for an hour and the less technical stuff, it's like you want to, sometimes you have a lot to do in an hour. Well, let me yeah. tell you yeah. this. Let me give you this. I know for a fact that, especially with some of these sessions that I'm doing from here, and I know it's not just here, it's with other sessions that Sachi's do too. They're actually asking the question, does such and such have Source Connect at home? No? Okay. Um, who else have you got? Um, yep. right. So they're actually actively now just scratching talent because they, just because they don't have Source Connect because they're not working the way Sarchis want to work. So it's like, okay, well, who else have you got? Yeah, yeah. it's like the ISDN was the big ruler filter yep. In, yep. in the day and now it, is, now it is definitely Source Connect. Absolutely. Yeah, which is a hell of a lot cheaper than ISDN. <laughs> yeah, totally. A, a win-win. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh-huh. But I, I'll, I'll say this. Um, 
we released a new version of Nexus called Nexus Review. And, and we did that at, at AES. It's not released yet, sorry. We announced it, I should say. And I think there's going to be you know, some reasons why traditionally Nexus wasn't necessary for voice talent, but it might be an advantage or coming up or something that does this a little bit better. For example, as a voice talent, George, you've set up a lot of people with ways of getting playback. And sometimes the voice talent is, is asked to share a certain burden of the of the connection and organization of the session to make it go down remotely because the ta- because the clients don't want to basically hire a studio or an engineer to to manage that aspect of it does does that seem to resonate bastards yeah absolutely hmm. <laughs> what did you say bastards <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly but but it's true andrew you've talked about getting thrown into these situations yeah. and hey can you give us a playback yeah. And um well funnily enough we're just talking about that before you jumped online today because I did a test on the ID44 to see if I could actually get uh, playback and it it did work so that was kind of good totally a get right. out of jail card but I've got to say when we were doing the session the other day and this was a a big session I think it was seven for me it was about seven uh, spots for a telco in Dubai and uh, the client wasn't on the line so it was the agency and uh, I've got to say, the guy that actually was running the session was freaking awesome. He was great. Um, anyway, so we did the first one. We were happy. He was happy with the first read, the 32nd. So they they quickly stopped the session, chucked that on the pictures and sent it off to the client for approval. And then we pressed on. So we were about an hour and 40 minutes in. They had me for two hours. And then <laughs> one of the uh, account people said, uh, that their clients come back and they're um, – I think it sounds a bit flat. Yeah. <laughs> like we've just done an hour and 40 minute yeah. session, right? Oh my God. I, I, I've spot. had this situation. I've had this situation before. If, if, yeah. if, if you're going to have a client that is that not willing to let you do your thing, then you got to bring him in because it just doubles the time. Well, this is what happened. And so the guy who was directing the session, who was obviously the creative, I'm guessing, he just went, well, if they, if they, if they can't join the session, then tough luck because we're happy with it and this is what we're going with. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I went, good on you. I said, that is fantastic. I really appreciate that. And he, and he was right because yeah. when we were listening back to what we were, do, were doing, it was it was perfect. It, was it sat good. perfectly with the pictures. And then he said, okay, I'll tell you what we're going to do. Let's just do a couple of some hypey reads. I went, okay, I, I know what you're doing. And he said, just go for it. And I thought, yeah, because you want this to sound like shit. So when you play to the <laughs> clients, like, so did you want this? And they're like, no way. Well, see, we told you this is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, we, we literally call that a client read. Yeah, yeah exactly. And and, yeah. and and it's like, you know, do some Coke and like get it all <laughs> energetic. And like, is that the Coca Cola? Yeah, I was going to say, wouldn't you be yeah. burping for the rest of the session after? <laughs> More like sniffling, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, let me just back on live for one second. Let me ask you a question. Is it yep. just me or does yes. does yeah, yes, probably it is. Is. or does live suck up less CPU than doing this all over Zoom? I think live might be a little bit more efficient. Hey, I was yeah. going to say, to me, it seems less there, laggy. There's a lot going on in Zoom. Yeah. Zoom is a big app. I mean, it can do a lot of stuff too. Yeah. Um, our, our thought is just to kind of – 
for the purpose, make make a better meeting room. And so what, what I was going to say with our review, our new version of Nexus, which is called Review, or it has that option, that sort of like a new mode of review in a sense. Mm. But George, if you can imagine, you're looking at four faders, and one fader is to the stream. The other fader is your microphone, to t- which goes to TalkBack. The next fader is your clients returning. And there's four faders. I forget which four I met, mentioned just now. But you got your mix. You got your when you your, see talent, from the clients. Oh, you are well, the you talent. Are the talent. You are the talent. Situation. Yeah, yeah. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Exactly. And so this gives you the ability to have something playing back. Yeah. You right. can control that as it goes to you and to the the gateway, right? Robo, that's what you are connecting yep. to is the gateway. That's right. So that's the meeting room. So you have your ability to control like playback from your you you could easily set it up so that everything I send to my Mac output, if I'm watching a YouTube video or this or that, it all goes to the stream so everyone can hear what I hear. Right. And then they can hear my microphone. And then I can hear them, but there's your mix minus and they're not going back out. The mm. Mac. Mm. So now you just have three easy faders to deal with. Cool. And, and maybe compared to gyrations within UA's, you know, interface, <laughs> <laughs> it's a an easier way of solving that same problem and, and not even needing a full up DAW. So you can use Twisted Wave or whatever you want for playback. And so, oh, so that's you, really, that's interesting. Does that, does that make sense, George? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what you want to have. You want the actor to have a pain free experience that doesn't require a pretty sophisticated, you know, multi loop back, multi routing audio interface that's complex to set up. And, you know, that's what you want. You want want the user experience for the actor to be really painless and not distracting and not head banging against the wall. Frustrating. And, you know, also, and also, you know, every studio that actors have is different from the studio that the engineers have. So when the actors have problems, they, they can't ask the engineer. Yeah, the engineer's true, not going to know their setup. So yeah. like now if it's an interface that is common between every session and the engineer can say to the actor, oh, just pull up that little fader. Oh, that's so great. I love that. It's yeah. right there. It's awesome. Because <laughs> right, in, in the UA setup, it's so complex that everyone can be customized and you can get it done with, you know, lobotomizing half the inputs and making its aux send the input. And no engineer is going to know about that setup unless they happen to know your tricks, George. Mm. And yes, well, they need to not, listen to these podcasts. A different way then. of doing it. Right. And really all it is, is is a voice talent simply, if they are in the situation, they need to be able to easily play back whatever it is that they've recorded to the people who don't want to pay for an engineer to be there to play stuff back and do the edits. Yeah. Um, I yeah, think yeah. maybe some voice talent might be interested in Nexus, which wasn't the, traditionally a thing. Before. So George, right. we've, you and yeah. I've now got clients trying to do me out of a gig and you've now got Source Connect trying to do you out of a gig. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm already oh, out of the, a gig the, by the, the, the There are some apps that are going to do most of us out of a gig. Yeah, coming true. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did you hear actually. the thing about James Earl Jones? Who? Yes, I did, yeah. No, no what was that? So, he sold Free his speechering. voice Yeah. Ah, uh, he yeah, sold his voice. Used. Fuck, how much did yeah. they pay for that? We don't know. Disney, yeah. <laughs> wow. We don't know. Wow. There you go. Yeah, no, it's Star so, Wars. Yeah, it's a, in, a, in a bunker underground in Ukraine, there's a team of crack software engineers developing respeecher right. and uh and that's the truth actually and, and those guys are smart uh developers they know yeah. what they're doing 
I remember we would do uh, Tony the Tiger's, you know, Kellogg's Frosted Flake Spots all the time. And uh, the, I forget his name, but the original actor who did, they're great. And he went like subterranean on that grr. It was something. And they did a huge auditioning and they found someone who could be pretty much Tony, but he could never hit that bottom note the same. It no, was that, never that the was, same. Uh, what's his name? Thurl Ravenscroft. And he has a supernaturally unhuman low voice. Like, and so it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. He, yeah. he and James Earl Jones are two that have, because I've recorded James Earl Jones, and my description of getting oh, on with James Earl Jones is once, yes. He uh, can punch you through dream. the speakers. Yeah, I bet. Voice. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. He's just like, hello. Uh, it's, whoa. Like, wow. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And, and also, he's the nicest guy. Because I was pretty yeah. young when I did that session. Yeah, huh. He was really, yeah. Um, well, the closest it, I've come to that voice was after I, I got, I had a bike accident over the weekend and I kind of hit myself in the neck. <laughs> um, oh, I didn't hit myself in the neck, but I ran into a fence that hit me in the neck. <laughs> it felt like I had been punched in the throat and it messed yeah. my throat up for, I mean, it's just getting healed up now, but my voice was, I wouldn't say an octave deeper, but I was able to do stuff with my voice that was not typical. Like it was right. like really freakish, you know, because I did, I had literally damaged my voice. So yeah. it was thorough, um, sounded like that just naturally. <laughs> yeah. And so, so here's the part where we bleep it out or maybe not. I don't know. We don't have to. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> <laughs> what are the chances of that? that, that we're going to keep this. This is funny. Yeah, he's you just started, started uh, dropping out when you said that. <laughs> that was out completely. As soon as you said, this is the part where we bleep it out, it was like, boom. And now he's still going on Source Connect anyway. There you go. <laughs> I think that could be our out. <laughs> hey, before we do go, uh, Dan Brum, who we've had on the show before, who is the audio... Uh, uh, sound designer for Bluey, the Australian cartoon. And, and, and plays the uncle. And plays the uncle. Uh, and also to his brother, Joe, who is the creator of Bluey. Uh, big pat on the back because two little, well, two major achievements for them in the last couple of weeks. Firstly, Bluey is going to feature as a float in the, um, in the Macy's uh, uh, parade on this Thanksgiving. And secondly, it was just announced today, Bluey is the third most streamed show on the US TV. Out of, that's, and that, that's not just no kids' way. shows, that's, that's every show. Every show streamed in the US, Bluey is the third most streamed show, which is a massive achievement for a small Lion, little Australian production Lion. company. So um, yeah. big kudos to them, guys. Well done. At Ludo Studios. Let's give them a plug. I think that means people are making too many babies. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you, do yourself a favour, sit down and watch it. It is, it, it is a real, it's a Simpson-esque show like you you can watch it as an adult well and love you love every minute of it it's really cool that's good writing yeah so congrats on your rums. yeah cheers well that was fun is it over the pro audio suite with thanks to Trimove and Austrian audio recorded using Source Connect edited by Andrew Peters and mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging with tech support from George the Tech Whittem don't forget to subscribe to the show and join in the conversation on our Facebook group to leave a comment suggest a topic or just say g'day drop us a note at our website theproaudiosuite.com